Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This couple in England both admitted guilt in their case and then threw themselves on the mercy of the court. Magistrates in Conwy County heard the evidence in the assault case filed against Barry and Helen Lee, both husband and wife, age 72, and then they got to see the actual video footage that the victim had caught on camera. It turns out the two had been in a long-running feud with the neighbor until things escalated to a boiling point back in June. That's when first Barry and then wife Helen committed what the prosecutor said was a nasty assault when they sprayed that neighbor with a garden hose. (laughs) Which in England apparently is called a hose pipe. A hose pipe? A hose pipe. Well, Cliff. Yes? Yesterday, I decided Mm -hmm. to finally get into that refrigerator and do a little cleaning before the Thanksgiving holiday. Okay. So my question this morning is, who do I call to dispose of a glowing, pulsating blob I found in the back of the refrigerator? I don't know. This thing is freaky. I put on my, um, well, gloves. Okay. Rubber gloves. Yeah. But I was uh, scared to touch the thing. (laughs) It literally pulsates on the back shelf. And you created this on accident in your refrigerator. Yes, I did. I didn't put the lid on the Tupperware because I couldn't find my lid. And now, yeah, it's kind of freaky back there, and um, hmm. I'm wondering if, like, the fire department would come out and not charge me. Well, I, I think anyone who comes out is going to charge you for that. I read this morning, Cliff, that the TV show Batwoman may be canceled already because of extremely low ratings. Batwoman? Yes. I didn't even know it was on. There you go. <laughs> How's that? Yes. <laughs> the show got a rating of minus five. How do you get a minus rating? Well, I'm glad you asked. Okay, because I didn't think that was possible. Yes, it means that for every viewer who turned that show off at their house, four other viewers went to neighbors' houses and turned the show off for them watching it, too. (laughs) You can't watch that. No, it's horrible. Don't watch that. Oh, my. We'd like most schools in the world, there's now a code of conduct and all explicitly played out in a rule book given to students at the start of the year. But this elementary school in Cardiff, England, has one list, uh, item on that list of ways students behave, come under fire. On one level, you can see the reason why the headmasters of the school came up with the idea, because kids will use too much of everything if given the chance. But on the other hand, had they consulted with the morning roadshow department of just in time for breakfast, they might have come up with a different solution. The Kitchener Road Primary School, as it turns out, does not put toilet paper in the stalls of either the boys' or girls' restrooms. Instead, the children, aged 4 through 11, must take what they think they need from a single tissue dispenser in a public area before going into the restroom. And if they need more, they have to go out and get it. So, unless the kid is a one-wipe wonder, 
there's going to be some point where you either need more toilet paper and say, ah, never mind, or do what the headmaster suggests, waddle out there with your pants around your ankles and get more toilet paper from the public dispenser. It was the third option that drew the ire of the public, as one student had to go to the hospital with constipation later blamed on being too nervous to go at school. I wish they'd have had that in high school. <laughs> really? Yes. Is it a problem? Well, you know, Cliff. Yeah. At Gibson Southern, they have all yeah. of these pictures in the cafeteria area. Of oh, all, all of, of the, the uh, athletes. The superlative students throughout the history of the school. Yes. Yes. I've always wanted my picture up there. <laughs> it's kind of been like a dream of mine. Yeah. I could have been up there, Cliff. You could have been on as, the wall in the cafeteria. As the one wife wonder of Gibson Southern. <laughs> it's the only shot I would have had, but I could have done that, Cliff. Yep, you could if have. If only. If only. <laughs> Nick from Otwell has chimed in this oh, morning, yeah, Cliff, by text message, and this is yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. He's wanting to know, Cliff, mm-hmm. if I was granted the... One wife wonder Gibson at Gibson Southern. Would I get a Letterman's jacket to proudly well, walk around well. the halls with? I mean, it's not really an organized sport, but it could be. But it could be. We could get some IHSAA sanctioning going on I mean, after a few years. After a few years, it's kind of like uh, what's the? Oh, it's archery. There's a lot of kids, and the schools all have teams. But it's not like um, an IHSAA sport, although they're looking at it. That's true. So it's theoretically possible. You could have also not only gotten the One Wipe Wonder Award, you could have gotten the uh, State Finalist Award. I'm telling you, Cliff, I can picture myself now in the maroon and gold jacket with right there on the left sleeve a little roll of paper sewn (laughs) on. (laughs) With a couple of sheets hanging down. Yeah, right, of course. You know. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> one, one wipe wonder. <laughs> I wonder if John Adams can help me out on this, Cliff. You know, it's he's possible. got the power over there. Were you actually a one wipe wonder? Well, that doesn't matter at this oh. point, does it? Well, true. Briefly mentioned this on Thursday, Cliff. Yeah. That coming to this store near you next month, mm-hmm. a breakfast cereal based on Twinkies. If you recall yes. that from Thursday, we had that discussion. I yes. Do remember that. You'll find this item I found out over the weekend the Twinkie cereal, it'll be located in yeah. the toxic chemical aisle of your local supermarket. <laughs> like where the bathroom cleaners are at. Pretty, yes, yeah, okay. yes. Well, Cliff, yeah. getting to first base, mm-hmm. it's a goal of mine. <laughs> at least it was until I read this this morning. Getting to first base. Yes. You see, getting to first base yeah. happens to be a great place to get your mouth microbes a little bit of help with some new friends. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, according to the new study, yeah. a 10-second French kiss yeah. will spread to you and your partner about 80 million bacteria between your mouth. What's a little bacteria among really good friends? I don't know. I don't know if I have a friend. That I want to be swapping 80 million bacteria with. That's a lot of uh, pressure on me, Cliff. And it's a just, little freaky there. Just because you're putting your tongue in someone's mouth. We'd long-time listeners to this program will remember of your desire to just use the Grand Canyon as a giant landfill and that you'd worry about recycling the day after it was full. 
This story is in fact reminiscent of that and proves that there are a lot of people in China just like you. The Jiangkungu landfill in Shangzi province opened in 1994 and given its size of 100 football fields plus a depth of nearly 200 feet, engineers expected that an anticipated rate of 2,500 trash tons of trash a day would take 50 years to fill it. And some even went so far as to call it a megadump. But given the volume of trash generated by the 8 million people living in the region, who apparently don't have any place else to throw things away, the darn thing is already full 25 years ahead of schedule. <laughs> I offer up the Grand Canyon That's again, right. Cliff. You notice one word in that story. Mega dump. Aren't you glad it didn't come in the story following the 8 o'clock news? You mean the 7 o'clock news? Or the 7 o'clock news? The one about the toilet paper? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. That would put your uh, One Wipe Wonder Award in jeopardy. Now, it wouldn't? would. It very much would. <laughs> a lot of folks say it doesn't really matter if I'm insured or not for health reasons. Yeah. I'm young enough. It's going to be okay. Nothing really bad's going to happen. Yes. But then I read this morning. A new study out says uninsured patients in the hospital suffering from traumatic injury are twice as likely to die as insured patients suffering from the same kind of injuries. <laughs> twice as likely so, to die. So if you have, let me just restate it to be sure I understand. Same injury. Yes. A person with insurance is twice as likely to survive that as someone without insurance. Yes. Wow. The difference yeah. lies in the treatment options. Really? You see, if you have insurance yeah. they use the standardized life support machine okay if you don't have insurance yeah. they stick you with the manually operated one that has a crank on it you have to revolve around every once in a while oh really so it's like a hand cranked life support yes it's a hand cranked life support system and and i mean if you got if you got a loved one in the room with you they can turn the crank yes but if they have to get up and go go to the bathroom, it becomes a self-serve life support system. And then... <laughs> That's hard to do. With a coin slot <laughs> for quarters, but who's going to carry that many quarters with them, Cliff? <laughs> you speak, medicine. You speak professionally. Yes, I do. I know, Cliff, a lot of us have already started dreaming about the get-togethers for the holidays, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas or yeah. perhaps even the New Year. Mm -hmm. And when you show up with a party, why show up with a 30-pack of beer when you can <laughs> roll up with this here? What is it? The Pabst Blue Ribbon Company has come out with a case of beer that holds 99 individual beers in this pack. <laughs> it's several feet long, so it's probably going to take you, you know, a couple of people uh, it's, to it's carry it around. A, it's not a one-man Hall, no, they're calling it, yeah. the folks at PBR, yeah. the family pack, which is pretty good. <laughs> you know, kids, put your homework down. Yeah. <laughs> Get in here. We need some help. Your uncle brought over the family That's pack, right. and we, we're downing it tonight. we got to kill off the 99-pack of PBR. Yes, it cost $175 for this case. For a 99-pack. Yes, which I've done the math. Yeah. It's $1.76 per beer. Which is a little bit higher I was gonna say. than what you can get on a 30-pack. So it's is, 
there's no bulk discount is what you're saying. No, you're paying for the uh, weirdness <laughs> of it. Or at least your uncle's paying for the yeah. weirdness when he brings well, it over to your I, house. I got, I got two comments. First off, I'd like to just have the box. Because the box looks like it's, I don't know, like 8 or 10 feet long. It is cool looking, <laughs> isn't it? Yes, I, I'm with you. I don't you. care about the beer, but at a dollar, what, 74? Why don't we get some beer that doesn't taste like donkey pee? Yes. <laughs> well, that's why it's generally about 67 cents a bottle or a can. Yeah. I'm with you, though, Cliff. But the yeah. closest place I could find that you could get this yeah. is Michigan. Who the heck's going to Michigan this time of year? Oh, it's cold up there. Yes. But, boy. If somebody comes up with this and you don't destroy the package, <laughs> oh you, yeah, we want the we want the box. We want the box we that the it box. came in. Yeah, you can have the rest. <laughs> we don't want any of that. No, so. good lord, we'll display nasty. it on the wall in here at our Country ninety eight one studio. That'd be so awesome. Yes, it's time now for take it to the bank. Okay. He's the only president yeah. who gave up his American citizenship because he joined the Confederacy during the Civil War and then died before the war was over, (laughs) thus being no longer a U.S. citizen. And the president is John Tyler. Now, it's Hmm. tough, Cliff, if you're in his position, when historians look back at your uh, presidency, to say that you did a very good job, no matter what you did, (laughs) if you die being a Confederate. This is true. I would say that would be a tough one to say... So no matter how bad, like if I was the president, no matter how bad a job I did, I could always point to where John Tyler and say, He was worse. Yes. You may not like what I'm doing. But he was worse. I'm going to be a citizen when I'm dead. Well, the new movie, as you've heard from AP News this morning, Ford versus Ferrari took the number one spot. Not unexpected by no means. I think the number 11 most popular movie, I, though, Cliff. I mean, we always talk about one, two, and three. What about number 11? Yes. Well, it's the less exciting Yeah. Dodge versus Kia, <laughs> which I can see why yeah. that wouldn't be like a yeah. huge barnstorm. So, totally, yeah. But I don't know what it's about, but if you see it this week or over the weekend... Dodge versus Kia. Please let us know what that's about. Okay. Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day start with number three, a self-serve life support system. Number two, swapping 80 million bacteria. (laughs) The number one morning roadshow phrase for today, the award you could have won if it existed. One wipe wonder. (laughs) I just missed my calling, Cliff. I was born too early. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.